Hello, and welcome to Let's Meet the Virologists, a podcast about the people behind today's virology headlines. With the annual American Society for Virology meeting coming up in less than one week, we are talking with students and postdoctoral researchers who will be attending the meeting. Thanks for talking with us today. Um, Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Okay, so I'm Dr. Kristen Ingevik. I'm a postdoctoral fellow in uh, Dr. Joseph Heiser's lab here at Baylor College of Medicine. We're interested primarily in um, enteric viruses, and I have a, more of a background in gastro, like gastroenterology and epithelial biology, so more of a budding virologist. <laughs> so I'm excited for my first ASV meeting and a little nervous as well, but I think it'll be really good. Uh, but yeah, we're interested in enteric viruses and primarily Khaleesi uh, viruses and then also rotavirus and understanding um, how these viruses exploit the host signaling pathway and cause pathogenesis and kind of just looking at the interactions between host and virus. We do a lot of live microscopy as well. Can you tell us a little bit about um, how you first became interested in science and then ultimately, I guess, sort of medicine and virology? Okay, Uh, so I grew up in Southern California. I was very interested in nature as a kid. I really loved the idea of being an explorer, (laughs) but obviously there's not as much to explore in terms of the grand world as you'd think of um, famous explorers, but I definitely was always interested in the origins of things, how things came around, definitely a curious kid. And then in college, I decided to take, uh, like to be a biology major. And so that was definitely really intriguing. But unlike a lot of my peers, I, I knew med school was not for me. So I was trying to kind of explore options. And I'm very fortunate because I have two older sisters who are also scientists now. And, uh, through their encouragement and also through my older sister initially working in a lab out in Cincinnati, she encouraged me to come and like visit the lab and then apply for a summer internship as undergrad. So I was able to do that with her for about three to four summers working in the same lab as she was. And that kind of opened the idea of pursuing a PhD and getting into actual research. So um, following like Following graduation from uh, my biology major, I uh, tried to get into grad school. It didn't work the first time. A a number of different factors kind of went into it. It wasn't as intentional in applying for grad school because I wasn't really even sure what to expect and what uh, programs we're looking for. So I spent about two years doing outdoor education, so teaching uh, a variety of ages about nature, ecology, doing a little bit of chemistry, um, and just a general introduction to science. And then following that, I really did want to, I did decide to go into a PhD. um, Also from encouragement from my sisters who had at that time were finishing up their own PhDs in systems biology. And I decided to follow in their footsteps and also go to a uh, systems biology and physiology program. And so I joined uh, I joined a graduate program out at the University of Cincinnati, and then my project was primarily studying the uh, stomach and um, stomach wound repair. So looking into the epithelial responses to damage. And then uh, because the lab I was in was very interested in calcium signaling, that was a good 
Uh, I did a lot of live microscopy of looking at calcium during wound healing and kind of understanding what essential pathways are required for that. And then through that calcium signaling, I was introduced to Dr. Joseph Heiser's work and his previous MD PhD student, Dr. Alex Chingram at meetings and looking at his viruses and looking at calcium signaling in that, uh, in that scenario, I was really fascinated with. And after talking with him, um, since I was near the end of my PhD back in 2018, 2019, uh, and he had an opening for a postdoc position. And so I applied and thankfully it got in. So that's how I've kind of gotten into virology, at least based on calcium imaging. Oh, cool. And can you tell us a little bit about what, what kind of science do your sisters do now? It's kind of unusual that all three of you are, uh, scientists. Yeah. So we have a very interesting, like, uh, history. Yes, yeah, so they're both assistant professors at the Medical University of South Carolina. So they just started a position in this last year. We're all gastrointestinal people. That's what we love. We love the gut. And thankfully, though, while it's a very common foundation, we do all have our niches and variety within the gut since it has a lot of uh, avenues to explore. So my eldest sister, Dr. Melinda Mindy Ingovic, is... And more into the microbiome. So she does a lot of research looking at the uh, microbes in the gut that are good for you and also the ones that harm you. So a lot of pathogen work. And then my, uh, my middle sister, Dr. Amy Ingvik, is studying uh, congenital disease. So looking at primarily this um, congenital disease called microvillus inclusion disease and understanding the mechanism with ion transporters being mislocalized during this condition and understanding how it affects the body and also potential treatments to, per, uh, to prevent, or at least, um, to, to help children so that they can go past infancy. Cool. Um, and then can you tell us a little bit about some of the work that you're going to be talking about, I guess, kind of, um, what are the types of experiments that you did? And then maybe what are the, some of the main findings? So I'll be presenting about our looking into rotavirus exploiting the host signaling pathway. So uh, we previously have shown that rotavirus um, exploits the uh, pure nergic signaling. So looking, uh, so kind of exploits ADP and ATP as a way to um, to communicate between infected and uninfected cells, and this largely contributes to the pathophysiology because rotavirus is a very localized infection. So it primarily is at the tips of the intestinal villi, but it has far reaching effects. And so our previous MD, PhD, Dr. Alex Chang Graham showed that this, uh, this signal that's causing this far reaching effect is purinergic. And so my work is kind of further delineating the role of the purinergic signaling. Um, I'll primarily be showing work that we've done so far in mice, kind of investigating uh, what is involved in terms of this rotavirus-induced diarrhea that's caused during infection, um, and pointing to its contribution to diarrhea, and then other cell types that are being affected, even if they're not infected, they are being affected by this purinergic signal. And can you tell us, is there a good sort of um, small animal model for rotavirus? Um, how do you study it in vivo? So the primary way is through mice. Uh, mice is the usual one. There is 
There have been some developments recently with rotavirus since a number of number of studies have primarily uh, depended upon heterologous infections. So infecting with like a, a rhesus rotavirus, a rhesus monkey rotavirus and other forms, but there's been a development in having a recombinant rotavirus that is mouse-like in nature, um, but is also, you can detect it in stool since there has been, since while there is a mouse rotavirus, EW and EC strain, they're not as cell culturable. And there is also um, difficulties of detecting it in the stool. So, so with mouse studies, a lot of them have been heterologous, but through a con uh, collaboration with Dr. Harry Greenberg from Stanford, uh, he gave us one of his mouse-like viruses that we can detect within the pups, um, as well as kind of look at outcomes that from a more mouse kind of centric uh, infection. Can you tell us a little bit about how this last year and a half has been for you? So it's been sort of an interesting time to be a scientist and a virologist. What's it been like for you sort of personally and as a scientist? So it's definitely been, I, I know everyone has had a very interesting experience is probably the best way to put it. So I was fortunate enough that even though um, the pandemic did have forced closures on Baylor College of Medicine, uh, I had um, a, another lab over across the medical center here in Texas who allowed me to take as many, as many of my samples as I could. I couldn't take the rotavirus with me, but I took other samples of projects I was working on and I was able to work in their lab while Baylor was closed down, which I was very, very lucky and very thankful to have that time so I could focus on getting some preliminary experiments in and a lot of grant writing. And how about personally? So since I started my postdoc back in 2019, I've just been working very continuously. So I haven't really figured out the work-life balance fully. <laughs> so personally, I would say it just I just stayed in lab longer than I probably would have in years before. Like it was a transition and definitely like being more aware of, you know, the social distancing, wearing a mask and like talking with friends uh, long distance about like what's going on and whatnot. But I think while it was, well, I feel like the, the pandemic has been a fairly isolating time for all of us. It was also kind of a good time to, you know, center myself, also get focused on my work and not have as many distractions. Um, and then um, just thinking about sort of in the future, what are you thinking about uh, doing next? Are you sort of still in interested in the academic track like your sisters in industry or what are you thinking about? Yeah, so my long-term goal is to stay in academia and be my own principal investigator, running a lab uh, focused upon gastrointestinal epithelial biology, and then also looking at infectious disease. Because it's really interesting how there's so many different pathogens that kind of exploit sources or signaling within the host. And there's, while we, we know a lot more than we did in the past, there's still so many great avenues to pursue and things to look at. So I would like to have my own lab. Uh, we had, since my sisters are clearly running their own labs, we do have a master plan that at some point we hope to be all the same universities. Granted, my sisters are already starting that because they're both both at MUSC, but I'm still here at Baylor in Texas. So the ultimate goal of having a more collaborative, quote unquote, sister lab. So it's like a mega lab where we have our three independent labs, but then we can have all these different collaborations since my, uh, since Mindy does microbiome. Amy does a lot of ion transporter work. I can bring some virology in, um, 
following my training here and just kind of pursuing all those avenues. And then also moving up a little way from the colon and small intestine and getting back into the stomach, maybe some esophageal studies. So that's the ultimate plan. I'm, I'm a little further away from that. I'm now starting my third year as a postdoc. I don't, I think it's a little too soon for me to be like, ah, yeah, I'm ready. Let's start this lab. But that's the dream eventually. And then I guess, um, so you were saying you're sort of new to the ASB conference. What, what, uh, what are you looking forward to in this conference? It's obviously a little bit different because it's online this year, but what are you looking forward to? Well, I'm looking forward to just the vast, there's so many topics of viruses and all these different kinds. Well, my little, my little niche right now is just rotavirus. And then every now and then I learn about Khaleesi viruses from our grad student whose project is focused upon that. I'm excited to learn about all the other ones that like astroviruses, thinking of ones that may be in the gut or also just outside in other parts of the system. I'm excited for the variety. I'll be honest, my, the majority of my meetings that I have gone to have been very GI centric. So this is going to be a new, a new field for me and going to a conference that conference that isn't all about the gut. <laughs> all right. Well, nice talking to you and um, good luck with your talk. And we look forward to hearing about your work. Oh yeah. And then also I'm excited to see uh, my, uh, my PI, Dr. Joseph Hires, he's giving a state of the art and it'll be really interesting looking at the technology in our live microscopy because that's definitely what drew me into his lab is just all these really great imaging of um, viral infection and calcium signaling. It's very cool. All right, great. Well, that we look forward to that as well. Take care. Yeah, thank you so much. This has been Let's Meet the Virologists, a podcast about people who study viruses. This is your host, Larissa Backright. Thanks for listening.